0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This script was originally used on March 28, 1948, and this episode originally aired on March 6, 1949. And here is Death and the Easter Bonnet.
1: shadow knows.
2: (laughs) Once again, your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow. The hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Friends, there has been no interruption in the mining of blue coal. Every working day, the blue coal mines are producing at full capacity. Yes, householders can fill their bins with blue coal this spring and be sure of the same steady healthful warmth next winter they have enjoyed this year. Because of the shortage of other fuels, the demand for hard coal has greatly increased. And for your safety and comfort next winter, we want to make this suggestion. Place your order this spring, the sooner the better, for the coal you will need next winter. Don't take a chance. Call the nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow and ask him to schedule your spring delivery of blue coal, America's finest hard coal. The shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient... Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama Death and the Easter Bonnet.
1: Of an Easter bonnet, I want, but there just isn't anything like it in any of the shops this year. I... Lamont, you're not listening. name.
2: Hmm? Mm, yes, yes Margaret. You're talking about
1: hats. Well, I don't know how you know that. You're not paying the slightest attention. I mm,
2: pay attention to know that. What'd you say? Mm, nothing.
1: They try to palm off any old thing on you in the stores, but the one I buy must be beige, have a white bird wing, and two red cherries.
2: No chopped nuts?
1: The can't you see how lovely it would be? Beige with a pair of dark red cherries and a white wing. Well, why don't you buy one? Well, I've tried. They're just a few little out-of-the-way shops that I haven't been to yet. And I don't intend to give in until I've exhausted the town. Say Nothing of me. What's that?
2: Uh, nothing
1: though. Well, somewhere in this city there must be a beige hat with... Oh, I'll get it. Hello? This
3: is Geraldine Granberry Smythe, Margot.
1: Oh, yes, Mrs. Granberry Smythe. Listen, my dear,
3: I hope I'm not too late with the invitation, but I'm having a musical this afternoon at
1: four. Oh, it's awfully sweet of you to ask me, Mrs. Granberry Smythe. Um,
3: before you say no, my dear, it's going to be quite an affair. Raoul Restigi is the guest of honor.
1: Raoul Restigi?
3: Oh, surely you've heard of him, Margot. The great violinist from Bologna.
1: Where's Bologna? Oh, it's
3: a small country in Middle Europe. You utterly fascinating and Raoul has taken the entire smart set by storm. You'll never forgive yourself if you miss meeting him. Oh, say you'll come.
1: Well, I intended to shop for my Easter hat this afternoon. Surely that won't
3: take until four o'clock, dear
1: girl. Well, I don't see why not. I've been at it practically all week.
3: Have you tried the Baroness Yolanda shop? The Baroness Yolanda? Oh, yes. It's a charming
1: little place, just off Faulkner Square. Well, I've never even heard of it. Well, if you're hearing
3: of it now, they just drop in and mentioned Mr. Speedy's name.
1: You think I'll find what I want? If it exists. My dear, you'll find it at the Baroness Yolanda. This is it, Lamont. The Baroness Yolanda shops at London, New York, and Southampton.
2: I suppose you pay once for each shop.
1: Well, you could hardly expect a woman like Mrs. Granbury Smythe to recommend a bargain basement. Yes?
2: The lady would like to buy something.
1: You're the Baroness Yolanda? I am. I'd like a hat, something special, for Oh, Oh, oui, mademoiselle. Um, this, perhaps, pastel green with the sprigabillies of the valley? Uh, very charming, don't you think? Yes, I do, but it isn't what I
3: want. Uh, but perhaps mademoiselle has something definite in mind?
2: I'll say mademoiselle
3: If she will describe it to me, perhaps I could design it for her personally. Well, oh, that's a
1: wonderful idea. Look, I want a beige hat. Yes. With a white bird wing. White bird wing. And a pair of deep red cherries. Doesn't that sound divine? Yes. Who sent you here? I was told to mention Mr. Stiggy's name. I see. So do you think you could? Could what, mademoiselle? Design it for me. I do not have to design it, mademoiselle. That hat is here. Ready and waiting. What? Here, yeah, monsieur. Mademoiselle. The mark it's almost exactly what I ordered. Naturally, mademoiselle. How much is it? $75. $75? $75. For that
2: kind of money, darling, you could buy a cherry orchard with a dove palm thrown in.
1: I am sorry, monsieur, but that is the price. Come
2: on, Martha.
1: No, Lamar. But... It's just what I've been looking for. $75? I know it's expensive, but I've been saving up for this all winter. Besides, I always say it pays to buy nice things. You come out ahead in the long run. Mademoiselle will take the hat? Yes. I thought Mademoiselle would.
2: You don't think that was a little on the extravagant side, Margaret?
1: Just wait till you see how other women stare.
2: That's what you're after. You get better results wearing a picture of Gregory Peck on your head.
1: You know, darling, you're very bright about most things. But when it comes to women's hats, you suddenly go blank.
2: Sorry. Nothing more
1: to say. I beg your pardon. What's oh, sir. I said I beg your pardon, but I couldn't help noticing your hat. You see? It's the most charming thing I've ever looked at. Do you mind if I ask you where you've got it? Not at all. I just bought it at the uh, Baronish Orlanders, right across the square. I see. I hope you'll forgive my intrusion. Don't mention it. She has some very lovely things. Drop in and look them over. Thanks, I intend you.
2: Take your life savings.
1: Lamarne! Yes? I want a hat. Oh, wee. Perhaps you would I like know a, what I'd like. I'd like a beige hat with two red cherries and a white bird wing. What? I wasn't told I had to repeat it. Who? Who sent you here? Red <gasps> Where's the hat? I. I. Where is it? Uh, why, I. Uh, I'll yes. tell you where it is. You sold it. sold it to that girl who just walked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite ridiculous, you know, Sherry. She asked for it, she knew everything. Even let's his name, mind you. Who is she? But oh, that I don't know, Shirley. Who is she working but for? But that I don't know either. Oh, this really is incredible. Eh hey, bien, I have made mistakes, mistake, my share. Obviously, the deal is off and our friend doesn't have to settle with me. Our friend will get a chance to settle with you. What do you mean? I mean you sold us out. Oh, no, 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 Shirley. It was a mistake just a little silly mistake to prevent further silly mistakes. I'm going to settle with you myself. A <gasps> No, 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 please put it away I am so terribly, terribly afraid of guns, Sherry Too bad But this is the last one you ever have to be afraid of
3: (laughs) Sherry
2: Cab Hey, taxi
1: Dear, we've been trying to get a cab for the last half hour.
2: Not quite,
1: Margaret. Well, the last ten minutes, then... Anyway.
2: Oh, here's one. So at last. All right, my lady, hop in.
1: Come on. might as well tell hey. him to drive on. What do you mean? I've just discovered that I left my gloves in the Baroness Yolanda's shop. Oh. she is where
2: the floor at the end of the counter
1: oh, what's the matter with her
2: pretty serious complaint what do you mean she's dead
1: but, but she was alive just a few minutes ago
2: that was a few minutes ago I'm gonna call the police
1: there's probably a phone behind those curtains in the back
2: I'll take a look
1: what in the world happened here I'll
2: speculate about that later meanwhile Margaret. What? Remember that girl in the street who asked you where you got your hat? Yes. Lying on the floor behind these curtains, unconscious. Oh.
1: Oh. You're all right. You you just seen it. That hat. I remember your hat. Now
2: just relax. You're safe now. What happened here?
1: Happened? The Baroness. She's dead. Okay. Yes, I remember now. easy. He was carrying me some hats when he walked in. He? Who? His name was. Gessler. At least that's what she called him. Maxime Gessler.
2: Yes, yes. There
1: was an argument. About what? I don't know. They were speaking in foreign language. Then all of a sudden, he pulled a gun and shot her. Where did he go? That's all I remember.
2: Did she seem surprised when he walked in?
1: No, I think he must have been an old customer.
2: Good. Margot. Yes? Uh, take that credit ledger off the desk and look for the name Gessler.
1: Just a second. E, S, G. E, Gary. Daniel. Dan. Yes. Here it is. Gessler. Maxine Gessler. Any address? Yes. 1041 Fairfax Street.
2: Are you strong enough for the trip to Fairfax Street?
1: Yes, I yes. think. Well, I thought you were going to call the police. I
2: am. After I've interviewed Mr. Maxine Gessler. Oh.
1: of architect you're likely to see. Oh, likely.
2: You hold on the cab, Marco.
1: You mean I'm to stay down here? In the
2: event of trouble, it would be tougher to have you both with me. This young lady has to go along to identify Mr. Maxim Gessler. Right,
1: please. Look, on the bell there.
2: Maxim Gessler, apartment 2C. All right, come on now. as us as you can. Have you got a
1: gun? Do you think you
2: should have? a spot like this, the element of surprise is worth more than heavy artillery. Here we are to see. You step to one side in case there's any trouble. <coughs> what trouble? There won't be any trouble if you keep your hands in the air. Yes, just so. And show proper respect for this very admirable firearm. Gessler? Maxim Gessler, your service, sir. And in case you have not been properly introduced, the young lady at your side is my very able compatriot, Miss Nadja Senslow. Get inside. A trap, I take it, Miss In-law?
1: I'm sorry I had to leave you on, Mr. Cranston, but you'll forgive me when you see how much we need you in our business.
2: Good work, Nadia. I
1: took some fast thinking to get them
2: here. When you phoned, you spoke of a young lady who had the hat. Yes,
1: she's downstairs
2: in the cab. I see. Here, pick the gun. Thanks. Just keep Mr. Cranston occupied while I fetch the young woman. No. Out of my way. Get your hands off Margo Not Nadia. Yes. I'm going to have to use violence with Mr. Cranston here. He tries to defend himself in any way, shoot to kill. Understand?
1: Yes, (laughs)
2: Maxine. You have made this necessary. Sir!
1: You say LeMond sent you down to get me?
2: Yes, he wants you immediately.
1: But he's all right. Well,
2: never better. And the young woman? Miss Saint Law? She's in excellent health, as you will see. Uh, Up these stairs, please.
1: What in the world is this all about? I buy an Easter bonnet, and the next thing I know, I'm in the middle of a blood-and-thunder adventure.
2: You'll find out very soon, Miss Lynn. And when you do, you...
1: come on. I'll some go, stay out of here. Stay out, you understand? Come on, what's the matter? Run,
2: run, me. pull it. Come, on!
1: come
2: on! <laughs> Ooh. Open the door, Nadia.
1: I had to stop in that thing.
2: I understand. I had to pacify Miss Lane. Getting quite excited.
1: What did you use?
2: Blackjack. I trust I did not damage her lovely Easter bonnet. We'll return to the shadow in just a minute. Friends, there has been no interruption in the mining of blue coal. We're glad to be able to tell you this because it means you'll be able to fill your bin this spring and be prepared against a possible fuel shortage next winter. Now, here's another important springtime suggestion. You know how the spring weather changes from balmy to freezing in a few hours? Well, that's when you most appreciate automatic temperature control. Why not have it now? Install a blue-cold temp master with the electric eye thermostat. It will bring you years of carefree heating comfort. You need never go to the basement to adjust furnace dampers, you need never trouble yourself about regulating the temperature in your home because the marvelous new electric eye thermostat will watch it for you. You simply set the upstairs control and furnace dampers will be automatically opened or closed as needed. You're assured of steady, even healthful warmth at all times. And besides that, the new Blue Cold Temp Master heat regulator will cut your fuel consumption. Modernize your furnace with a Blue Cold Temp Master. It's easy and inexpensive to install. Tomorrow call the nearest Blue Coal dealer and ask him to demonstrate the new Temp Master Thermostat. And now, back to the shadow. When Margo came to, discovered that she and Lamont had been dragged into a back room of Gessler's flat. Emotionless silence, they both listened. As in the next room, Gessler and the girl, Nadja, examined her Easter bonnet. Well, have you found it? Uh, yes.
1: But... Here, wait a minute. There's something sewn in under the bed. Hey, give it to me. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> now we just rip out the stitches. <clears throat> and there we are. Is that it? C over pi m
1: squared plus U over seven. Yes, sir.
2: yes, Oh, wonderful. Our friend should
1: be very pleased, eh, Maxie? Let
2: us hope so. Tell me, our friend, is he going to be late? Uh, let's see. He is his usual punctual self. He will be here within a minute.
1: You think he'll have our money with him?
2: I'm sure he will. He has their funds completed, is this possible?
1: Whose fund?
2: The fund of the Royal Bologna government. As always. Mr. Gessler, sir. Won't you come in, sir? I uh, thank you. Sir. You are prepared for my coming? Uh, yes, sir.
1: The formula is
2: here. Exactly as we agreed. Excellent. May I have it, please? Um, <clears throat> before we make delivery, I think it's only fitting that we collect our wages, sir. Exactly and we agreed. Five thousand. Exactly we agreed. Thank you. And now the formula, if I may. Mean?
1: There you
2: are. I am most indebted to you. Now I come to a most unpleasant aspect of our relationship. Unpleasant? Why? I'm on highly criminal business in this country, and one thing is most apparent. What's that? I would be most unlucky if you decided to sell me out before I have taken my departure. From you should shore. have
1: thought of that before.
2: Oh, I did, Miss Nasser. And I made plans to take care of this contingent. What sort of plans? This sort. Oh, No. Put down that gun. I am sorry, Maxim. Most sorry, Nacho. But I cannot jeopardize the interests of my country.
1: Please. Please, I beg you. Don't.
2: You can trust us. You can trust us.
1: Let's <laughs> Let's Come on. Easy, darling. Shot. What's happened out there?
2: I've got all too clear a picture. Stand back. Why? I'm going to smash this door. seems to have taken care of both.
1: He shot them.
2: Did you hear what Gessler called him?
1: Respigir.
2: Yes. speak Respigir. That is his name. Gessler. He thought I would betray him, and now I shall live up to his expectations. And listen. The formula sewn into the head was stolen from, from the United States government laboratory. What? It gives complete instructions for the building of the midget cyclotron. Midget cyclotron? The last development in the cheapest and quickest method of producing atomic weapons. Where can we find Rostick? Where is he going? Going. We <coughs> will find him. 6.42. Yes, yes. Uh... Yes. Too late. Yes. Dead. Six what does that mean? So it's where gone.
1: I, I don't understand.
2: Neither do I. All I know is we've got to stop him. Let's call the police. That's too late. he wastes waste no time being on his way now that he's got that formula. It's up to us. Margo. Yes? You heard about Respighi only this morning.
1: Yes, through Mrs. Granbury Smith. I see.
2: You mustn't forget your manners, darling. My manner. A nice little girl would call up and apologize to Mrs. Smythe for missing her afternoon musicale. Yes, Margot, dear girl.
1: I'm afraid I won't be able to get to your musicale this afternoon.
3: That's quite all right, dear. In fact, it's just as well. What do you mean? It's all over. Now, Mr. S. Biggie had to leave on urgent business. When? Oh, about 20 minutes
1: ago. He left there about 20 minutes ago. What do you this is Granbury Smythe. What does Rest look like?
3: Why? Why do you ask?
1: Oh, well, I I saw someone on the street today, and I just had the idea it might be he. Oh, uh, gold rimmed Yes. Short
3: black beard? Yes. Tall, carrying a violin case. Yes, yes. Then you saw him, darling. Oh,
1: thanks. Uh, I suppose you have no idea where he's going. Who said I didn't?
3: I know exactly. Where he's
1: going. You do? I heard him fooling the
3: central
1: railway station for my living room. Yes?
3: He reserved a ticket on the Golden Express for San Francisco.
1: San Francisco?
3: Yes. It leaves at
2: 6.42. What time does the clock say?
1: 6 40, Lamont. We've made it. We haven't found the Golden Express yet.
2: There it is, Margot, track 14, Golden Express. Look, Lamar, it's pulling out. Quick, come on, we'll have to jump for oh, oh, it. Oh, I
1: never thought we'd make it.
2: I've got to find our Mr. Excuse uh, me. Oh, let the man buy him. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I beg your pardon. Yes? We're looking for a gentleman you may have seen. Yes.
1: He's tall, wears golden glasses, and a short, dark
2: beard. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't think I've seen him, miss. He speaks with for a foreign accent. No, I... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I've seen him. He's up ahead. Guess where? At Car 4. I, I had him talking to the conductor. Thanks very much. You stay here, Margo. are be trouble.
1: Well, then shouldn't you ask this gentleman to go along with him? No,
2: thanks, sweetheart. It's a confidential matter. But if there's
1: trouble, you may meet someone. If there's
2: trouble, I'll have someone. Who? The shadow. I'll back to you later, lady. What's up,
1: It's a very serious matter. Well, who's this guy looking for? His name is Respighi. Raul Respighi.
2: Raul oh, Respighi? Well, why don't you say so? What do you mean? The guy in car four is in Raoul I've seen pictures of
1: them. And Lamont's off in a wild goose chase.
2: is a concert violinist, isn't he? Yes. Well, there's a violinist. He's here on the platform.
1: Where? Yeah, right here. See? Oh.
2: There's a tap on
1: it. What does it say?
2: Well, Mr. R. Compartment 3.
1: Mr. R. Respighi. Where is Compartment 3?
2: Next guy, you want to go look?
1: Will you go along with me?
2: Delight is right. Here we are. Compartment three. Hello, hello in there. Nobody home.
1: Try the door. It's unlocked.
2: Huh? Can we go in? Yes.
1: Quick. Now we've got to work fast. Maybe right here in this room
2: sound like somebody in a spy movie.
1: Well, no wonder. What we're looking for is some confidential government papers.
2: Really? How confidential?
1: They're practically invaluable.
2: not find any chance a secret formula for a midget cyclist.
1: Why is it? How do you know?
2: Because I happen to have it here in my wallet. I thought it wisest to remove the glasses, beard, and accent until I'm safely out of America. <laughs> I'm a very cautious man, you. and I'm sure you would have been wiser to have kept your lily-white nose out of this situation entirely. But since you have not, being such a cautious individual, I shall have to take rather definite steps.
1: If you pull that trigger, they'll hear you outside.
2: I hardly think they could, above the noise of the rails.
1: They could hear if I screamed.
2: Perhaps, but it would do you no good. I have bolted the door on the inside. <laughs> You amuse me, young woman, trying to play at intrigue with a man whose business is intrigued. However, well, amuse me, though you do. I can no longer afford the luxury of your presence. Please
1: don't! Please don't! Don't go
2: What happened? What's going on here? The window suddenly broke. Something crashed through the pane. There's nothing inside. I don't understand. <laughs> what happened to your accent, Mr. Espegay? Oh, what was that? Shadow. Who's that talking? I cannot see any. I am the shadow. Now take that formula, Rispigy. Don't come near me. Now take that formula. You touch me, I'll pull this trigger and kill this young woman before you ride. I don't think so. Are you sure you I will? It may interest you to know that when Mr. Cranston discovered there was no man fitting the description he gave you in car four. He wired ahead to the next stop to have you picked up. What difference does that make? She will be dead before we reach the next stop. We are at the next stop. What? The train has stopped, Rispigy. If you turn around, you'll see there are three American-made police revolvers leveled at you through the broken window.
1: (laughs) It seems like it all happened 20 years ago, doesn't it, Lamont? It's been less than a week.
2: All I can say is it was a tough way to get an Easter bonnet. (laughs) No, I'll get it. right. Registered letter for Miss Margot I'll
1: take it. Sir. I'm here. There you are. Now, it's for
2: you, Margot, from the Scientific
1: Research Foundation. For me? What is it? Over. See. The Mark
2: In recognition and reward for your effort in retrieving invaluable paper of a secret and confidential nature, we enclose a check for $500.
1: Oh, that ought to teach you, Lamont Cranston. Teach me what? The hat cost me seventy five dollars, didn't it? Yeah? And the cheque is for five hundred. So I'm four hundred and twenty five ahead. You see now, don't you? See what, though? That I was right. It pays to buy nice things to come out ahead in the long run. <laughs>
2: Now, let me present Blue Coal's Distinguished Heating Authority, John Barkley. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. It's not too early to plan the spring checkup and cleanup of your furnace, and to make arrangements with your Blue Coal dealer to have that essential job done. Yes, it's essential to good heating and operation that will save you money next winter, and to prevent costly rust damage while your furnace is idle this summer. Blue Coal dealers have specially trained men and special equipment to do a quick, thorough, dust-free, and inexpensive job of cleaning your furnace. They can also make the minor repairs necessary. Your blue coal dealer will receive many calls to clean and repair furnaces, so it would be wise to call him now and make sure that he'll be able to fit your job into his schedule. Better make a note right now to call the nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow. I thank you. Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The shadow is presented by the dl Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. Lamont Cranston is played by Brett Morrison. Margo, by Grace Matthews. Your announcer is Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy.
1: Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDIC. You're listening to I love old time radio with your host, virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, one of the things I love looking at is the difference of things, what they cost. You know, it's not uncommon for someone to pay $75 for a hat these days, but not if that hat was almost a thousand dollars. And Margot said that she'd been saving for this, but, Saving what? I mean, we know that Lamont is a wealthy man about town, but where does Margot get her money? And, uh, you know, that was quite a reward she got. Maybe that's where she got her money. She gets rewards, like a $6,000 reward. Well, three more episodes uh, left of The Shadow. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.